Hello, this is Bernhard Karius with another episode of Be Your Own Manager, our career podcast for classical musicians. And today I share a coffee with a very special violinist. I'm talking today to Marie-Louise Dingler, who plays violin duo with her brother Christoph. The duo is called The Twilings, and they are playing together now for 10 years. And actually, during their career of these 10 years, they played all over the world. They made fantastic recordings, but they mostly worked without a manager. Marie is doing most of the management, and so I'm talking to her today about selling and managing your, their career. The Twilings just released a CD a year ago called Secret Places. If you haven't heard it yet, check it out. It's really beautiful music. Also, the composers out there listen to this podcast because the Twilings will have a big competition for composers and Marie will talk about that later. Also, but only at the end, I will reveal a little secret about how Marie has her coffee. So, Without any further ado, enjoy this episode. If you like it, please share it. And don't forget that actually Marie-Louise Dingler is doing a workshop on Cold Calling on November 3rd and 4th online in German. Go to our website and sign up. Thanks. Welcome Marie-Louise Dingler to our podcast. Um, thanks so much for joining us. It's great having you. Hi, Bernhard. <laughs> Marie. You are playing with your brother now with the Twilings for 10 years, right? Yes. How did it all start? Uh, actually, uh, we started some more years ago. Um, we started playing together at the age of 12 um, when we um, took part the first time at the youth competition Jugendmusiziert in Germany. And of course, we continued playing together um, over all, all the school time. And then in, in our study time, we started to manage concerts together and um, um, found new repertoire and look, looked for new pieces. And then we started our career, actually, in our study time at, at the university. Yeah, But the official start is, of course, 10 years ago, because at this time, we called ourselves uh, the Twilands. Um, we, we finished university, so we um, could start as professional violinists. And yeah, that's um, the, uh, our biography in short terms. <laughs> <laughs> so you started with the Twilings right after graduation from music university. Yes. And so how did you actually start that? You just said, hi, we are the Twilings, we are here, or what did you do? Uh, actually, we, I think we did, did this. <laughs> <laughs> we had our homepage and um, of course we tried to organize some concerts. But actually, I think we just did this and I, I just started to write some emails and try to find um, new concert promoters for us. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you started right away to approach promoters um, to present concerts there? Yes. And of course, I, and of course, we failed at the beginning <laughs> a lot. You failed a lot. Yes, we failed. <laughs> what was the worst failure? Uh, 
I don't know. I don't remember. Most of the time, uh, promoters um, who are not interested just don't answer. So don't answer to your emails. So I think the fa the failure just is is noted was noticed by just the silence <laughs> or absence <laughs> of anybody. <laughs> yeah, of course, some promoters um, took their time and said, of course, no, we don't want you, or no, we don't have space in our uh, concert location for you. And yeah, I think it was la something like this. Mm -hmm. And did you ever have a manager? Mm. No, not no, not not really. Um, yeah, uh, there was some time when uh, some people came to us and um, tried to manage us, but they failed even more. <laughs> so we had to finish the um, the working together with them. I see. So you actually managed your violin duo for the last ten years. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you had a lot of lessons learned over these last 10 years. Can you give us kind of one or two most important lessons learned from that period of managing your own career? Um, okay. <laughs> I try <laughs> because um, uh, learning to sell yourself or sell your own project is um Lesson never ends. <laughs> But I would okay. try. Uh, the first thing is um, try to see you as a salesman, as a salesperson, uh, not as a musician, as you, uh, who you actually are. If mm -hmm. you go into the selling projects, just um, cut this person a little bit out. Not too much, mm -hmm. of course, but a little bit. And try to see you as a, yeah, as a salesperson, as, a, as an entrepreneur. And um, the, and try to see that you are doing business and not only art. Um, yeah, that's the first thing. And can I just stop you there mm -hmm. for a second? Yes. So, um, so you must be kind of schizophrenic. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you deal with that? Yeah, you have to do that <laughs> because if 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 um, if you're trying to sell sell your project, your, your ensemble, or yourself as a soloist, and somebody says, "No, sorry, I don't want you." I don't like your music or I don't, I hate your music <laughs> or maybe just, yeah, we're booked out for the next two years. Come, come back in, in two years again. Um, and if you, if you get these messages as an artist, you get hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and as a hurt person, you can't sell anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have to, to shut down the artistic person in you a little bit and get into this um, entrepreneur or salesman mode. And yeah, and sell, sell, sell yourself. <laughs> so, and, and don't okay. take it personal, personal when somebody says, no, I don't want you. Okay. So when you're sitting at your desk and at your computer, you're the salesperson. Mm -hmm. And when you get out your violin, you switch completely and you're the wonderful musician violinist. Yes, I try to. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But actually, I, I, I do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your second lesson learned? Yeah, my second lesson is um, just stay persistent don't give up early don't give up after one year or a half year or don't give up after three years and mm -hmm. um, be prepared that there are highs and downs ups and downs um, mm -hmm. even if you had a wonderful year full of concerts and and if you were booked uh, really much and then maybe the next year it isn't like this and don't give up don't mm -hmm. take it personally and yeah just just stay persistent mm-hmm mm -hmm. So, how, when do you actually 
start selling projects or do selling projects? If I look at your normal day, at your normal week, are you doing that every day? Do you have a special day uh, per week or do you do it just when you see, uh, look at your calendar and see you don't have any concerts <laughs> for the next three months and you say, shit, I need some money to pay my rent? <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, uh, Actually, when you see you don't have concerts, this moment it's too late <laughs> of course if you're starting and if, if something happens like this you can start always but just if you need to pay your rent this moment it's too late <laughs> mm-hmm. um i do my selling time my selling time is actually i try to do it from uh tuesday to friday um of course with rehearsals or concert projects or traveling i can't do it um every four all the four days in the week it's mm-hmm. not possible um But I try to do it um, um, constantly, uh, four days a week. And in the, I do it in the morning at 10, 10 a.m. I start at 10 a.m. And then mm-hmm. I do it for half an hour or one hour. Not not much mm-hmm. longer because it, it's, um, yeah, uh, it, ta- it takes some energy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think for myself, it's better to do some small amounts uh, every day and not mm-hmm. one amount um at only one day because and and because in selling it doesn't work like this you have to be constantly uh, consistently you have to come back and back and back you have to uh, call persons uh, over four weeks or sometimes over a month again and mm-hmm. again and again if you uh, to get your results so it's mm-hmm. better to ta- uh, to be there um, to do your selling stuff and in, in a constantly way constant way mm-hmm. yeah and this kind of one hour or so For four days a week is enough yeah i think so <laughs> yeah of course of course you can you can do it uh, a whole day um, or you can mm-hmm. do it every day it's never enough <laughs> but but i think for me it's it's the best amount to do it because mm-hmm. the rest of the time i need time to practice i do need time to develop my artistic projects and of course i need the time to to actually play the concerts and yes. yeah and yeah you need the rest of the time As a musician, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you also do cold calling? Yes. Yes, I do. How is that? How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I actually I started with this. Um, I think about four years ago, five or four years ago, and because I had at this time I had a, a really good boyfriend at this time. <laughs> He was a musician too, um, but a, a com- comedian too, and he he. I actually slapped my face and said you have you have to call the persons don't write emails this won't bring you in any place you have to call the persons do it yeah and mm-hmm. and then at this time i started yeah mm-hmm. and of course cold calling at the beginning it's really hard to do it if you're not used to it and if you're uh, just a normal musician as as everybody comes out from the music university it's really really hard to do it but you get used to it you you get used to it At the beginning, I was really like, so, hi, hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Marie. <laughs> and, uh, but it wasn't so bad. The person at the other end, they liked me because it was honest. And, and they saw I was a beginner and they understand, understood my low self-esteem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, and at the beginning, I had just, I got two concerts just with the first two calls. <laughs> wow yeah amazing. yeah it was funny because these concerts later they didn't happen <laughs> ah, they were no. canceled again because of some special reason doesn't matter but uh-huh. uh, my, i had my first my my first good start 
and mm -hmm. from this moment on i i i'm yeah i'm doing the cold calling great and you still do that and regularly do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so you're doing a course with us, an online workshop on November 3rd and on November 4th. You do that in German mm -hmm. um, for our no German speakers. What can people expect? Can you give us a couple of highlights for what you are wanting and expect to do? Yeah. Uh, actually, I want to get the people who are attending the course, I want to get them to start doing it. Um, I want to show them how they do it. How, how do you start a call? How do mm -hmm. you react to typical reactions from the promoters? How do mm -hmm. you sell yourself? How do you uh, talk to the people? Uh, what can you say about yourself? Even if you're just a beginner and don't have anything in your, in your, uh, uh, if you don't have a big selling point, if you're just a beginner, how, what can you say to them? Um, and I want to uh, tell them about the um, different promoter types because in mm -hmm. Germany, the concerts, concert life is very, different and there are uh, typical types of persons who are doing who are promoting concerts yeah and i mm -hmm. want to show them i want to talk about them how to access these kind of people yeah and how to do it on the wholesaling um, process wonderful um, i'm really looking forward to this workshop and i think i, I can learn a lot from that <laughs> i'm really bad in cold calling um, so i'm really looking forward to that you just, I think a year ago, half a year ago, brought out your last um, album, Secret Places. Mm -hmm. um, how do you promote that? How do you work with your uh, label? It came out on Hensler, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, how is the relationship with Hensler and what's next? <laughs> um, yeah, the album was one year ago. And... Yeah, the connection to the our new label, Hensler, it was uh, built by a good friend, of course, a musical, a music, a musician, <laughs> a musician friend. Uh, he built up the connection, and yeah, and the we started to work together. Um, we promoted the album by doing, uh, uh, we produced a good video by ourselves, mm -hmm. and uh, up up to this moment, we worked together with the label. We sent um, press releases. We did all the social media stuff and sent the video away. Um, yeah, all this stuff you have to do when you release a, a new new CD. By the way, if you haven't listened to it, it's a great album. I really like it, um, and I have it uh, downloaded um, as I mostly listen to it uh, to music on the go. I've downloaded it on my smartphone and really like to listen to it. It's beautiful music. So what's the next album you're planning or do you know already or do you still wait for it? No, we are waiting um, mm -hmm. because our music just has to get uh, written for us. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, we're promoting a, a very big composition award. It's taking, part in, um, taking place next year. Mm -hmm. It's called the Progressive Classical Music Award. Mm -hmm. And we ask composers to write new music for us. Um, and when this Composition, uh, competition ended we have new pieces and then we will record them and give out a new CD and we'll, we will make new concert programs out of this music Wonderful, can you tell us a bit more about that award because I'm sure many people are interested in that, so till when do you need to apply for it? Yeah, if you are a composer and you, if you are listening <laughs> to this podcast um, get aware of our award um, 
it's the announcement is starting in January next year. Mm-hmm. And the deadline is in July. And the and after this we take out six finalists, six very good pieces. And this um the, um these six pieces we will um present them in the big final concert here in Mannheim mm-hmm. where I live in my city. And then then the audience votes votes about the winners. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> the audience is really um, involved in the process. Mm-hmm. Before that, we have a very good new jury this time. Julian Rachlin is joining us. Alexei Gudesman is joining us, and they will look over the pieces. Um, we will mm-hmm. choose for the finals. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, and the prize money is really big. We have eleven thousand euros. Wow. In total. First prize is five thousand euros. So. There's just much to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I hope you take part. Um, the, you can look at the website or on Facebook. Um, everything is written down there. And Great. Yeah, but wait, we, we are not finished yet. <laughs> the announcement <laughs> is starting in January. And yeah, at the moment, you can see our fundraising time and everything um, mm-hmm. building up. So all the composers should check in with your website and mm-hmm. um, on your Facebook site at the latest in January. And yep. I think we will be reminding them um, anyway and do our part in it um, to get as many composers as possible to submit their pieces for it and hopefully win. And hopefully you will have a very hard time to do six pieces out of many, many which come in. Yes. <laughs> Marie, thanks so much. Um, I'm really looking forward to having November, November 3rd and 4th in mm-hmm. German on called calling and selling your products and thanks so much and have a wonderful time till then thank you thank you very much (laughs) isn't it great when you write a book called be your own manager and you come across a successful and actually inspiring ensemble and you just realized and learned that they managed a career on their own for the last 10 years and a pretty successful career if you haven't heard about the Twilins before, check them out online, get their recordings. Secret Places is the last recording and it's really great. And for the composers out there, don't forget actually to check back in January about their Progressive Music Award because that might be a great chance to write some very special music for violin duos and get it published. And I was astonished by the sum of money composers actually can win. So don't forget to check it out. And if you found that interesting, you will be able to hear Marie-Louise Dingler again, actually in November. On November 3rd and 4th, she's giving an online class as part of our career crash course in November on cold calling. The course will be in German and it will be great for anybody who does music in the German-speaking region to understand a bit how promoters, presenters, festivals and so on work. And I promise you it will be very practical. Our online classes are actually great because you can also ask questions and discuss issues. It's a live classroom, so really special. So November 3rd and 4th. And you sign up for these classes on our webpage, beyourownmanager.com. Hurry up, because we still have the super early bird rates. Yes, and there was this little secret of how Marie actually has her coffee. So, you know, I'm the guy who loves his espresso. Black, 
short, strong, that's me. But Marie also needs some milk, which is fine, you know, some people need milk. Whatever. No, no, no. She also needs actually foam, not just milk, but milk foam. So she made her foam very nicely, everything okay, poured that on her coffee. And now you think, okay, now at last we can actually drink our coffees. No, 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 no. Marie actually takes her spoon and enjoys eating the foam before drinking the coffee. Well, she's an excellent violinist and people have the coffee in different ways. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to share it with others. Do check back for our workshops in November on beyourownmanager.com. Don't forget that. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Bernhard Karras and this was Be Your Own Manager, our career podcast for classical musicians.